KTSA News Flash. The Bear County Sheriff forming a special team to investigate more than a dozen possible weather-related deaths. Sheriff Javier Salazar says if any of those deaths were caused by a power outage, he'll hold CPS Energy or the Electric Reliability Council of Texas accountable. Absolutely, we do intend to file criminal charges on somebody if it's found that that negligence caused somebody's death, was directly uh, attributed to that, to that death. Investigators are pursuing records from CPS Energy concerning two recent deaths. The temperature was 35 degrees inside a home when a 69-year-old man was found dead last week and a 52-year-old woman was found dead in her home Sunday. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. The organization that runs the electrical grid for most of the state in the middle of a major shakeup. Five board members resigned Tuesday from the Electric Reliability Council of Texas. They all came under fire after it was revealed... They don't live in the state. ERCOT has been criticized for how it handled last week's massive power outage during a deadly winter storm. Meanwhile, the Texas legislature taking action to protect the state's power grid in the wake of the storm. KTVTV's Jack Fink reports some of the proposals have already been submitted and did not become law. Two years ago, Republican State Senator Bob Hall of Van Zandt County filed a bill that would have created a grid security council that would have been required to make recommendations by November of last year on how to protect the state's power grid from a variety of threats. We need to be aware of them and quit pretending like it's going to always magically appear whenever we turn the switch on that we're going to have electricity. The bill passed the Senate but died in the House. He says it's crucial given that ERCOT leaders announced last week just how close the grid came to sustaining catastrophic blackouts. The Democratic state legislator is refiling another bill that failed years ago that would have the Electric Reliability Council of Texas boost the amount of power in reserve. Bear County Commissioner Tommy Calvert calls last week's soaring fuel prices obscene. That was just a pirate's game that happened. Uh, over energy prices. Calvert blames deregulation and he's urging the state legislature to fix the problem. Well, the major winter storm that brought Texas to a standstill last week is still forcing some Texans to use vacation time for the days the storm kept them from getting to work. The Daily Beast reporting that dozens of employers are telling their workers use vacation, sick or personal time if they want to get paid. The snow and ice made roads impassable, knocked out power to more than four million people and left even more without safe drinking water as pipes burst across the Lone Star State. Mayoral candidate Greg Brockhouse challenging Mayor Ron Nirenberg to a series of debates. The former city council member says it's shameful, cowardly, and undemocratic. For Nirenberg to claim he's too busy for a debate. Brockhouse says the mayor doesn't want to face questions about his handling of the winter storm and his icy relationship with the police force. The challenge calls for at least five debates to be moderated by community leaders and independent journalists. The San Antonio mayoral election is May 1st. A San Antonio mother and her boyfriend facing charges after police found the woman's 9-year-old daughter severely malnourished. Police arrested 30-year-old LaKendra Williams and 34-year-old Walter Hawthorne on suspicion of causing injury to a child. Williams called 911 last week. She said the girl was unresponsive. And when first responders got there, they found the girl weighed only 35 pounds. She was taken to Santa Rosa Children's Hospital. Doctors found she had wounds all over her body, and she tested positive for COVID-19. Well, cleanup continues at the site of an explosion and fire after a train hit an 18-wheeler near Cameron, about 60 miles northeast of Austin. The fire was especially difficult because the train was hauling coal and gasoline. One nearby house was burned. Some of the people in the area had to be evacuated. 
Now, the train conductor and the driver of the truck both survived, and there appear to be no major injuries. The Biden administration now facing criticism on how it's handling an influx of children crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. This is not kids being kept in cages. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki insists there's no comparison between what's happening now down on the border and what happened in 2018. It is not a replication, certainly not. With a sudden increase in the apprehensions of unaccompanied minors, CBS News has learned shelters built for thousands of children are near capacity. A detention facility built for adult men is now being used, leading to complaints from immigrant rights activists. Saki notes it's happening during the pandemic. Of course, you can't have a child in every bed. Um, there needs to be spacing. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. That's life. And that's Willie Nelson. That's what all the people say. Paying tribute to one of his biggest idols in an upcoming cover album, That's Life, a Frank Sinatra tribute album. It's going to drop this Friday. Features 11 songs, including that one, the title track, That's Life. Pre-orders are available now. KTSA Sports. Well, the first responder at the scene of Tiger Woods' crash says the golfer was lucid and calm. L.A. County Sheriff's Deputy Carlos Gonzalez telling reporters that Tiger was cautious, told him his name, but was unable to stand on his own. He didn't seem concerned of his injuries at the time, um, which is not uncommon in traffic collisions. Many times people tend to be in shock. Um, it's a traumatic experience, so it's not uncommon for people to be focused on unimportant things, or even if they are in pain, they might not feel it until much later. Woods injured both of his legs during the single car crash yesterday morning just south of Los Angeles. He was taken to a nearby trauma center and underwent extensive surgery. Well, Texas may be the next state to allow sports gambling. There's a pair of bills filed Tuesday in the state legislature, and they both have the backing of the newly formed Sports Betting Alliance. Now, there's already plenty of betting going on in Texas, but it's all illegal. And these bills are calling for sports teams to partner with online platforms to provide mobile and in-person betting. 25 states have legalized sports betting since 2018 when the U.S. Supreme Court left the decision up to the states. The Bills have the support of the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Cowboys. ATSA AccuWeather. For today, cloudy to start, then partly sunny and warm this afternoon with a high temperature approaching 80. Partly cloudy early tonight, then becoming cloudy late, low 55. Tomorrow, cloudy, breezy and cooler with a bit of rain or drizzle at times and a high of 59. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. I'm Don Morgan. Get news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And you can get news anytime online at KTSA.com.